Alrighty, hello again everyone and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the second day of May 2023. Tuesday it is. And May the 4th is coming up. May the 4th be with you. Yes, nerds of the world unite. I am Derek Hunter. I am your host. Appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend, spreading on social media. Look, you probably gave somebody COVID over the last three years at some point, or somebody gave it to you. Why not return the favor, but in podcast form, right? Just get me into their ecosystem. Get me into their bloodstream. Get me into their lungs, into their blood, and I will do the rest, or as best I can. Hell, I don't know. Just talking here. All right, there's a lot going on. There's a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Don't forget about patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com. Enter to win the signed book contest. You can get either Luke Rosiak or Sandra Day O'Connor. And uh, the choice is really yours. It's up to you. That's the beauty of America. That's the beauty of this podcast. No other podcast is giving you the choice of two big famous books and stuff like that, are they? No, they're not. And they never will. Trust me, they'll never love you the way you love them. Now, and this one, I'll love you back. All right, so let us get on with it. There's a bunch of things I wanted to talk to. I I meant to get into this yesterday, but it was one of those things where it just, uh, it gets out of control. The Wall Street Journal has a, a big story about the calendar of Jeffrey Epstein. I swear to God, it is absolutely amazing to me how it is some really relevant and important information is hidden from the public. And everybody knows it exists. Everybody knows it exists. But the people in the people who spent the weekend sidling up to Joe Biden and the Democratic power establishment going, oh, we're so great, and and awarding people, awarding themselves giant blocks of lucite, those people for speaking truth to power or whatever, or capturing his wonderful essence of his Catholicism, those damn people know all about it and they don't care. One of the big stories is, of course, the Tennessee shooter, the Nashville trans school shooters manifesto. Where is it? I thought it was supposed to be released, and then it wasn't released. Now, that story is gone now. It's it's gone. It's irrelevant. What is the deal with that? We don't know. And then the other one, the bigger one, honestly, that has been going on for an exceedingly long time, just to demonstrate how long it is Democrats are willing to go, they'll ride or die this thing to the grave if they have to, if it is to protect their own, and it is to protect their own. We still don't know Jeffrey Epstein's client list, friend list, whatever, the things that he had recorded, things that go bump in the night to teenage girls and things of that nature. We don't know. How do we not know this? Ghislaine Maxwell is going to spend the rest of her life in prison and she never once offered it up in any way, shape, or form to lighten that load, to get herself off, to do any... Maybe she's not really in prison. Who the hell knows? Maybe she's, you know, oh, we're, we, she's in solitary confinement in her own wing. She's like Rudolf Hess, the only person 
that was that Spandau prison or why do I know that? But uh, the only person at the whole prison, but they're not really there. They're out. She's out and about living the dream because the Clintons can only, you know, suicide so many people. Where is this information? Well, we now have a little bit of it, just a little bit of it. And it's a whole bunch of powerful people who will never be called to account for it. Because why? Because the Wall Street Journal is but one entity. The Wall Street Journal is just one entity and they will be ignored by the rest of the media. There is nothing in it for MSNBC to pursue the client list of Jeffrey Epstein. There isn't. There's nothing in it for them to try and sue through the Freedom of Information Act to get the Nashville school killers uh, manifesto. There just isn't. So they will move on. They'll write about, oh, Tucker Carlson did this, or Fox News is doing this. That I watched some video. Mediaite said uh, they took, of course, directly from Media Matters. Those little Nazis over there going, Tucker Carlson badmouths Fox Nation. And yeah, he did. I don't know. He's complaining about the interface. I have no idea. I have never subscribed to Fox Nation. I'll never subscribe to any news channel. It's a waste of time and money. But a lot of people do. Hell, they give it away. Hey, have you ever jaywalked? You get a one-year free subscription. Of course, you have to enter your credit card information. Here, here's a pro tip for anybody who wants to try the the sample. You know, the the get a couple of months free to try this new subscription thing. It, it's obviously a flawed system. You have to have a, a few credit cards, but. Try to keep one always on the verge of expiring so that when it comes, you get a year free and then it auto renews. Well, you enter the credit card that's going to expire in six months to get your first year free. Then when you don't remember to cancel it, because you won't remember to cancel it, it won't be able to renew. Just say you'll get notifications and everything and say, hey, what's going on? But you can always then go and cancel. It'll be like setting a reminder because if you just set a real, well, if you needed, if you set a reminder, then you wouldn't need it anyway, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, Wall Street Journal, the nation's spy chief, a longtime college president and top women in finance, the circle of people who associated with Jeffrey Epstein after years after he was con a convicted sex offender is wider than previously reported according to a trove of documents that includes his schedules. William Burns, director of the Central Intelligence Agency since 2021, had three meetings scheduled with Epstein in 2014 when he was Deputy Secretary of State, the documents show. They first met in Washington, and then Mr. Burns visited Epstein's townhouse in Manhattan. Okay, now look, I can get that somebody, anybody's going to call up, somebody's going to know somebody, pull some strings, whatever, get a meeting with you in your office. That's your job. That's where you work. There's something effed up about swinging by their house. Now, maybe Epstein worked out of his house. I don't know. But it is bizarre. Why don't you swing by my house? I'd be like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Catherine Rumiller, a White House counsel under President Barack Obama, had dozens of meetings with Epstein in the years after her White House service and before she became a top lawyer at Goldman Sachs Group Incorporated in 2020. He also, plan uh, he also 
planned for her to join a 2015 trip to Paris and a 2017 visit to Epstein's private island in the Caribbean. Oh, all these lovely, lovely incest is best amongst the powerful, isn't it? And this really is the ultimate incest in the Democratic Party. Leon Botstein, the president of Baird College, invited Epstein, who brought a group of young female guests to to the campus. Noam Chomsky, a professor, author, and political activist, was scheduled to fly with Epstein to have dinner at Epstein's Manhattan townhouse in 2015. Now, why the hell would you go to dinner? Oh, come on to dinner. We're going to be in town, and then we're going to go back to my house. We're going to fly there. Seems a little bit weird. I don't know how the super rich live, but one would think Jeffrey Epstein was a known commodity at the time. There were stories and interviews and profiles, interviews of his victims or alleged victims or whatever. Women were calling him a predator and a rapist. This was not news. Yet these people didn't care. You know why? They didn't see the women. They didn't, well, they saw the women. They didn't give a crap about the women. They saw the money. They saw the bank accounts. They saw the powerful, influential people. They saw that when this guy got released from the lamest, weakest arrest, spent time in jail where he was able to go for walks and he was able to work from home. He was basically under house arrest in Florida. Once he got out, he went back to his Manhattan mansion and there's a whole bunch of leftists, including George Stephanopoulos. George Stephanopoulos. Now, it's funny. They're all saying, boy, I should have known and I shouldn't have gone. It was poor judgment on my part. Gee, I'm sorry. That is... There's no excuse for hanging out with a child molester once you know that that person's a child molester. Look, anybody can get fooled. Anybody can get fooled. But once it's out there for the world to see, once there is a criminal record, once it has been reported on the front pages of the newspaper, there is no more excuse. There is no more, hey, man, he was always all right with me. He said he didn't do it. I don't care what OJ runs around playing golf with people swearing up and down. He's never cut anybody's head off. Now, technically, he's right. He only cut them about 90% of the way off because he had to get the hell out of there. But it's a problem. You know these people are full of it. It doesn't matter if you're convicted. And I will note that Jeffrey Epstein never tried to reverse his conviction. I think he actually pleaded guilty. I think he got a sweetheart deal where most of the allegations against him were put aside by uh, was it Alex Azor, the guy who became Trump's labor secretary. He was the guy who oversaw the prosecution of Jeffrey Epstein and kind of looked the other way on most of the salacious details, put some sort of corrupting a minor sort of thing together, and he did a little bit of time under house arrest. Everybody in this stinks. Everybody in this stinks. And now you see why we don't have all of, say, the manifest for his plane, the people who went to his island, the people who did X, Y, and Z, did anything. We don't know who these people are, what the interactions were. Oh, my goodness, can you believe? He hung out and he met and had a lot of dinners with Bill Gates. You never picked up on anything, Bill? Okay, maybe you didn't pick up on anything because you were a pretty big-ass creeper yourself. Maybe... Maybe you didn't pick up on anything because you didn't want to. What I find really hilarious and bizarre about 
Bill Gates's excuses is he, he's now he's kind of pulling the I'm a D bag and just stop talking to me about this. Don't you know how rich I am? Crap. He's, he really is. And his, his ex-wife has sort of outed him as being a, a, a creep and a weirdo. But he went around and his excuse was I was trying to get him to donate to whatever he's got all Bill Gates has nothing but time on his hands and it's he's a danger to society to be honest with you seeding the upper atmosphere with reflective dust and things like that uh, but he said that he wanted to get Jeffrey Epstein involved in his climate change crusade now at the time Bill Gates I think most of the time Bill Gates has been top five richest people on the planet. Bill Gates had $100 billion, $120 billion at the time. He literally could not have spent it all fighting climate change. He couldn't. What do you do? This industry, you just dump $100 billion in there. What are they going to don't. They don't know what to do with it. They don't have a need for that kind of money. They would love to have it, but they don't have a need for it. So he was doling it out, $100 million here, a couple million, whatever it was, because he, was, he could have personally fulfilled every request for fighting climate change, if you believe in that crap. He didn't. So we're supposed to believe that while he couldn't give, he'd given away as much money as he possibly could and still had, you know, $100 billion, that he was going to meet with a guy multiple times, a convicted sex offender, child sex offender, going to meet with him multiple times in the hopes that maybe he'd open up his checkbook? Why? Why, Bill Gates? I would like to know who else Bill Gates met with regularly trying to seduce them to the dark side of the force to give one of the richest people to ever walk the planet some of their money to combat his pet cause? There must be others, mustn't there? So it'll be interesting to see what becomes of this, how much pickup this gets. It's a very involved story. I highly recommend it. There's a lot of Democrats, a lot of people involved in and intertwined with the Obama-Biden administration. To this day, they will never face any consequences for it. And it will take, I don't know, I mean, hell, how long has it been since JFK was assassinated and we still don't have the documents related to that out yet, even though they were supposed to be released? What possible, everybody involved is dead. What possible secrets could need to be kept? Think about how horrible those must be. Jeffrey Epstein is the same way. We at least know who was involved and around and, and you know suspected of the Kennedy assassination. We don't know who Jeffrey Epstein's friends were. We don't know what the guy did for a living, for God's sakes. But there isn't really a Democrat out there that he did not have close ties with. Don't you want to know the truth? Don't the American people deserve to know the truth? Nope. Instead, the people whose job it is to get to the truth spent Saturday night lining up to kiss an 80-year-old man's ass and laugh as he joked about not taking questions from them. Yeah, truth to power. 
It's disgusting. But along the lines of that 80-year-old man, we have his historic... She's so historic. Have I told you? Have I told you lately how historic Karine Jean-Pierre is? Yeah, she's wildly historic and incredibly bad at her job. We have multiple examples of that, but I want to play you a couple of clips from her. First of all, I'm talk about the bank failures because this story is... Well, it pays to be a good good Democrat. It pays to be on the good side of the Biden family. When not enriching themselves, they do allow other people. I'm sure you got to kick a bunch back to them. Let's be honest. But they do, uh, they do take care of their friends, too, because otherwise somebody might talk. You kind of either got to kill them or keep them, kill them with kindness or piles of cash, whatever it is. Another Wall Street Journal story. And this... The banking industry is not doing very well. Silicon Valley Bank collapsed. Of course, all these banks are collapsing. And the left is trying to tell you it's no big deal. There's nothing, nothing, nothing. Which means when they're trying to distract you and say it's no big deal, everybody calm down. All that means is they haven't found a way to blame Republicans yet. They have yet to focus group enough, anything believable that gets over 45% to blame Republicans for something that has Democrat. It's like, again, OJ, we got to have another celebrity murder that we can really kind of use as an example. It is OJ covered in blood, caked in blood and going, I wasn't even in town that month. I don't know what you're talking about. Um. Jamie Dimon wins again in first Republic bank deal, the headline at the Wall Street Journal. CEO used J.P. Morgan's massive balance sheet to beat out smaller banks to buy troubled lender. Well, the Silicon Valley Bank was the second biggest bank failure in American history. Now it's number three. It's already been dethroned by the first Republic bank collapse. It didn't doesn't seem to have gotten that much attention but this is a big damn problem and of course on top of it whenever there is a problem there's a democrat profiting off of it there is a left-wing donor profiting off of it. jp morgan chase and company's purchase of failed first republic bank boosts the new york bank's massive loan book and dominant deposit franchise. It gives the mega bank a new crop of rich customers at a time when it is trying to expand its wealth management operation, and it allows Chief Executive Jamie Dimon to once again play the role of industry savior. Now, I don't know banking all that well, but I know that when a bank fails, there are a lot of potential suitors to step in, assume the debt, make it whole. The government usually comes in with a, a, a couple of Brinks trucks full of money, too. They don't find that out until later. But whatever bank comes out the other side owning the bank that failed and ha- therefore having all of the depositors and their money, their assets, is in a much stronger position. Why? Because the government comes in and takes it in the rear end, we do, on our behalf, or gives it to us in the rear end, and eats a lot of the bad debt. It just kind of, government is, boy, the way that they do their accounting is absolutely astonishing. The way they come up with things and the way that they work the system. If you did it in the private sector, you would go to jail. 
I promise you, you would go to jail. But in the public sector, they're like, we're going to go in. We have to prop up First Republic. And remember, Joe Biden set all the rules now. It's not just a $200,000 deposit. It's every, we're going to make everybody whole. And that's going to cost a fortune. And you sit there and you go, well, if they have all of this, these assets, then against all these liabilities, how could they possibly fail? Well, there's intricacies in the banking industry. They need to have cash on hand to cover the required uh, request for people for money. But a lot of their debt could be bad debt. They do have a lot of debt. J.P. Morgan came in. We assumed a bunch of the debt where we covered a bunch of it. It's like finding your drunk-ass friend at the blackjack table in Vegas at 3 o'clock in the morning, and they have maxed out their credit card, and they're about to get their legs broken and the crap beat out of them because they, you know, they don't have the money to pay what they owe, and you got to come in and take over for it, except you... Are the taxpayers now imagine somebody else then comes in after you took the money he owed you assumed that money you covered that money somebody else comes in and takes his car and his house and you go wait a second so no 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 we're gonna we're gonna take over from here on these these are ours now and you go well I, I'm the one who just plunked down a ton of money why don't I get anything uh, shut up don't worry about it how much did you give to the Biden campaign. I bet not as much as we did. They get the good things. J.P. Morgan, which was already huge, gets to be bigger. Gets to be bigger. Their shiny new books with those old debts, just gone. They're just taken care of. They're pushed aside, and they get favorable treatment. Isn't that lovely? Do you get that kind of deal? No, you don't. Why? Because you don't donate to politicians in general and Democrats in specific. They take care of themselves. They take care of each other. Hell, they all go to the same orgies or whatever the hell it is they do. And so Karine Jean-Pierre, so historic. God, she's so historic. You know, it's really funny. Is She's reading this from a binder and she still has no freaking clue. No, she, the clips that I have, three clips here from Corinne Jean-Pierre that we're going to play on the show today. All of them are read from the binder. She has no clue. She cannot speak off the cuff for anything. Personally, I would be embarrassed if I were her. And I would resign. Why? Because you got that job because of your so historic, your historic status. Okay, great. Now you suck at that job. There's no one, no one. Her wife, she goes home. Her wife isn't even pretending. Go, oh, you did a great job today, hon. Every single day she comes in. Maybe you believe that for the first time. Like, oh, she thinks I did a great job. And then the second time you're walking, you did a great job today, hon. And then sooner or later you realize that you're getting that you did a great job today, hon spiel because you suck and it's just trying to make you feel good look i played i played a lot of years of hockey when i was a kid and one year we lost every game we were 0 and 20 we sucked in every way possible the coach had a nervous breakdown halfway through the season and disappeared and had to be replaced by somebody else didn't know what the hell they were doing we were just not a good team we were i don't know probably eight nine years old just not good as a team, we couldn't do squat. 
One time the goalie refused to stop a puck, any puck, unless I was on the ice. So I ended up playing like half the game. It was ridiculous. But it it was just a mess. It was the first time I ever went to a Chuck E. Cheese. It was by that guy's house. But it was a disaster. And we got the, well, you guys did pretty good today. No, we didn't. All right. We, we lost by five last week. And we lost by three this week. That's not marked improvement. That means the other team is just getting tired skating from one end to the other with the puck. And they go, what the hell with it? Let's just not try as hard because we don't have to. It's that kind of thing that Corinne Jean-Pierre goes, you're doing, you're doing great, hon. Love the way that you're out there uh, just telling the people the truth or whatever the hell. It, I can't imagine what she said. But you, a normal human being, a normal press secretary, having been one, when it comes to messaging to the press, would be in on the meetings, would be out there saying, okay, here's what we're doing today, and here's how, here's the message we really want to hammer. And that's what the politicians and the the uh, the inner sanctum of advisors are telling the press team, so that the press team, the press team doesn't really get to argue about, you know, well, we think we should be doing this, that, or the other thing. It's all about messaging. They tell you what's important, and you figure out the best way to message it. But it doesn't seem like Corinne Jean-Pierre, historic and all, is invited in on those meetings. Now, I assume that Ben LeBolt, the communications director, is, and maybe he just doesn't trust Corinne Jean-Pierre, or maybe she was hired because she is historic. And if you look back at her past media appearances when she was running the goon squad over at uh, moveon.org, she has never been good. She has never been able to string together a coherent sentence. She has never been able to think on her feet. And uh, so they said there's no point in including her in these. She will, we will update the binder every day and she will simply read it. Now, I would like to think that adult human beings would have more dignity than to be a marionette for a madman, but. Uh, Karen Jean-Pierre is not. She's just, she knows why she got the job. She knows she can't do the job. And yet she does it. Somehow, maybe she thinks that there's going to be like a Ginger Goebbels you know, parachute waiting for her or CNN or MSNBC is going to hire her and give her a show. They might, they'll hire her. They'll give her a contributorship, but they're not going to give her a show. She cannot read. She cannot read plain language. Listen to this as she tries to explain why she doesn't think there'll be any more bank failures or why the Biden administration doesn't think there'll be any more bank failures. And tell me if you, first of all, believe that she knows what the hell she's talking about. And if anything that she does or says in this clip here conveys a sense of calmness or assuredness or steady handedness, which is really what you need in a situation like this. Let's maybe I'm maybe I'm being too harsh. I doubt it, but it's possible. What steps are you taking to avoid this from happening again? I guess why so confident? So look, we are we are very confident because we have put forth tools, uh, uh, five five specific tools that I can speak to that uh, the president uh, wanted to make sure uh, that we're out there. Again, we have taken decisive and forceful actions these past several weeks uh, to make sure that that uh, that uh, the banking system is uh, is uh, is in a is in a you know, is in a stable position. And that's what you've seen this, uh, this administration do. Look, for 
Look, uh, look, uh, look, uh, we've, uh, we've, uh, we've, uh, taken, taken, uh, step, step, what is this, record skipping? Is this broken? Do you need a software upgrade? You're so historically bad at your job, my God. You almost feel bad for her. It's not a surprise that this would come up at the White House Daily Press Briefing. It's just not a surprise. That this would, I mean, they have a page dedicated or a chapter dedicated to it in the damn briefing book. So why can't you read it? There was nothing there that was complicated. It's that she's just disinterested and lazy or stupid. I don't know which it is. I don't know. But there is no circumstance under which I have ever witnessed Corinne Jean-Pierre and thought she did a good job. Forget about being impressive. It was never, you know what, she did a really good job. She handled herself well there. Just didn't. It's just bizarre that she gets this job. And she keeps this job, and she will carry this job forever. She'll, she'll. Joe Biden will not fire people who deserve it. Secretary Mayor Pete, for example, he's not going to fire somebody simply because they're illiterate, especially when they're so historic. I guess Secretary Mayor Pete is historic too. Whatever. Next, we come to um, well, we got to talk about this illegal alien shooting down in Texas. This also involves the White House. They love coming out and talking about, oh, it's funny because they offered hopes and prayers today for the uh, victims, the victims' families down there in Texas, this guy who uh, killed five, including, I think, an eight-year-old girl, monster, nine-year-old boy, sorry. Uh, but they offered uh, the president, the first letter, offer their thoughts and prayers. I'm sorry, thoughts and prayers are not enough. Now, why? Why would that be? Because the left, every time that something horrible happens and any conservative goes, oh, our thoughts and prayers are with the victims, what does the left say? Well, thoughts and prayers aren't good enough. Why don't you enact gun legislation, gun safety legislation? Do this, do that, do the other thing, blah, 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 blah. And they just go absolutely insane because they're piles of garbage. Well, why is it okay for Joe and Jill to offer thoughts and prayers? Even by proxy. They didn't do it themselves. They didn't come out and say it. They had Corinne Jean-Pierre. Joe was, God, he, he's just awful. He's just awful. I'll play you a clip of him in a second. But the it turns out the guy who did it is an illegal alien. He's been deported four times, which means that the blood of those innocent people murdered down in Texas rests firmly on the hands of the Biden administration. Yes, indeed. Now you can see why Joe didn't come out and say anything on this issue himself. He was too busy scrubbing with some steel wool to try and get that blood off his hands. CNN, the man wanted by law enforcement for the killing of five Texas in a Texas neighborhood, including a nine-year-old boy, had entered the U.S. illegally and had been deported by immigration officials at least four times, a U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement source said. The suspect, identified by ICE as Francisco Oropa Perez Torres, a lot of names, I guess they're going to have to learn to carve all those letters at a plaque in hell when he gets down there, was first removed by an immigration judge in March 2009. The ICE source told CNN on Monday, quote, at an unknown time and location, Perez Torres unlawfully re-entered the United States and was apprehended and removed several more times by ICE enforcement and removal operations in September 2009, January 2012, and July 2016, the source said. Opresa's 
current immigration status is unclear, and it's not known how long he'd been in the U.S. since he was last deported. I promise you, people know. People in this administration know. And since they're saying, gee, we don't know, it likely means he did not sneak in or was not granted asylum or what permission to come in and released into the wild under the Trump administration. That would mean that it happened under the Biden administration. See, I don't know means Democrats did it, but we're not going to tell you that. We do know is we found a way to blame Republicans. But Democrats opened the border, which means that the blood is firmly all over the hands of everybody in this administration. And as such, the historic Karine Jean-Pierre comes out and offers the thoughts and prayers of the Biden family, as well as a whole bunch of irrelevant information without ever touching on the fact that this guy was in the country illegally and had been deported multiple times, which is also another... I never played poker with anybody enough, certainly not for high... I get bored playing poker, but you always see in the movie somebody's got to tell John Malkovich breaks the Oreo open or whatever. Um, I don't know that I believe that tells truly exist, especially now since their whole movie's made about tells. But the fact that she doesn't mention that he was here illegally is a pretty damn big tell that the guy came in during the Biden administration, or during the game of Red Rover that Joe Biden and Democrats are insisting is good for America. Well, I can think of five people for whom it was not good, Joe, Democrats. Anyway, listen to Corinne Jean-Pierre. She ignores the illegal alien part of the shooting down in Texas. On Friday evening, a nine-year-old child was murdered along with four others in yet another shocking, horrific act of gun violence in America, this time in Cleveland, Texas. Two of the women killed were discovered on top of surviving children and appeared to be shielding them from gunfire. In all, five people were murdered by an individual armed with a powerful AR-15 style rifle. As the manhunt for the suspected assailant continues, we urge the public to heed all guidance from law enforcement officials and stay safe. Federal law enforcement agencies have been providing assistance and support to local law enforcement as they work to respond to this tragedy and, and, lo and locate the suspect. The president was briefed on the shooting on Saturday morning, and he and the first lady are praying for those killed in the attack, for their surviving loved ones, and for the broader Cleveland community. Yeah, there's a little bit of information there that's missing there, KJP. It's a historic information. I mean, for the historic record, I mean, you're so historic that everything you do, obviously, historians want to take down notes, your comments. She's reading that. Now, doesn't that sound... Super passionate, super concerned. And Saturday, blah, 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 the shooting, mothers were discovered on the children. We had an AR style, right? What the hell is an AR style rifle? Painted black, has a handle, like what? It's got a barrel. But it, it sounds, it makes Ben Stein in every movie Ben Stein has ever been in 
sound wildly passionate, does it not? It sounds like, oh my God, he's flying. He's about to fly off the handle, this Ben Stein guy. Rather than just sitting there, monotone. Because she's just re. She, I don't know, what did the bosses say? Come and jump here. I know you want to leave early because your friends are going to the mall. But you've got to go out there and do this, all right? You go do this, and then we'll let you go to the mall with your friends. But you don't get to go to the mall with your friends until you do this. All right, and the president's super sorry about this thing and all these dead people, blah, blah, blah. It's all the gun's fault, not the fact that this illegal alien was in the country, should have never been. And we have policies that allow for illegal aliens to come in, etc., etc. No, no, no. That's it. All that sincerity of a child forced to... Now, you go over there and you thank them for that gift. Thank you so much for the socks. They're exactly what I wanted for Christmas. Toys are overrated. Yeah, who would who would want something fun when you can have something practical? I tell you, nine-year-olds love practical gifts. Yeah, that's just what I get from it. <laughs> I've been that kid. I think I was like five. My grandmother made me a hat, a winter hat. And I remember it was mustardy color, dark mustard. And I said, is this it? Because I wanted toys. I just want toys. Come on, Grandma. But Corinne Jean-Pierre wasn't done being historic. She is also a historic liar. Now, she suck at her job. She lies at her job, too. Now, what's weird is this, this doesn't catch fire. There are still, you cannot watch a week's worth of MSNBC without something from Sean Spicer being brought out. It's usually the the attendance at the inauguration of Donald Trump was the biggest, most widely attended thing, whatever, whatever, whatever. Whatever. I like Sean, but I mean, come on. But you cannot... Turn it on. It was on the other day. I I can't even remember the context. It was like a greatest hits of, hey, we all miss Trump, and so here you go. And you, you they just called him a liar. They refused. None of them ever had him on. Fox had him on a few times, but they announced that they would never hire him. And like, why the hell? What's wrong with you people? But Corinne Jean Pierre goes out there and just lies, flat out lies. A laughable lie. And it doesn't get fact-checked. It doesn't get repeated ad nauseum. The Daily Show doesn't line up to mock it. Nothing. What did she say? She says that illegal immigration is down 90% under this administration. That is an excuse my French. That's a load of bullshit. There's no other way to put it. I wish there were. But that is the most accurate, effective way in which to describe the statement you are about to hear from Corinne Jean-Pierre, who only has her job because she is a black lesbian immigrant. But not down 90%. Every single month, every single month, there are new records set for the number of people entering the country. You can look at whatever set of numbers you wish to look at, the number of people being encountered, the number of gotaways, the number of people being granted asylum, whatever it is, however you choose to look at it, it is a new record, except for the number of people kept out of the country because they have no business being here and they bring nothing to the table. That number was nowhere near a record because that's not going to be helpful to the Democrats' agenda. So I just want you to hear this because it is 
the the cojones required to make a lie this big only exist in people who know there is no chance whatsoever that their BS is going to be called out. None what is a, like a rock star. You came home with with uh, lipstick on your collar and lipstick on your underwear. And you go, yeah, you know, I was playing with lipstick. That's all. No big deal. Uh, that's a big, huge lie. But, you know, you're not really surprised that there's lipstick everywhere. You just kind of, after a while, pretend that there isn't. Well, the media is a little bit different in their job description than you know, the groupie that landed the guitarist for a while, right? It's a huge, huge difference, as a matter of fact, one would think. These people are supposed to get to the truth. There was no follow-up. There was no laughter. There was no, are you freaking kidding me? There was none of that. She just lied, and they moved on. Because the truth can't help Democrats. And if the truth can't help Democrats, it might as well be a lie itself. He has tools that he's used to to make sure that we do this. We actually deal with the immigration system in a humane way. Uh, and in a, in a way that is uh, uh, that actually deals with what we're seeing at the border. And that's why you've seen the parolee program be so successful. Uh, it has, it has, um, it has uh, uh, when it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down uh, by more than 90%. And that's because of this act, the actions that this president has taken. She's full of crap. She's just lying there. And the room full of people sitting there going, oh, please lie to us. Thank you, ma'am. May I have another? is a disgrace to their profession, but most of them won awards over the weekend from the others. Oh, so, you're so progressive. I love the way that you really captured the essence of Joe Biden's Catholicism. Yeah, the senile old man is Catholicism, the guy who would kill everybody in that room and abort every baby he could in order to maintain his grip on power and keep that gravy train rolling in for his family. Yeah, no, he is certainly a man of God. My God, he's just, you know, he's such a scumbag. He's such a, and he's senile too. I want you to listen to this clip. He's trying to acknowledge a corporation, a company that is there that won in a, a small business award <sighs> out of Florida. He can't, he can't, he's reading it off a teleprompter too, by the way. This is, this is what's amazing about it is he just can't read it all. He gives up. He literally just stops. Can't pronounce the name of the company. Can't say what they want. Can't say what they are. Can't do anything. And he just says, uh, well, you won or whatever. I'm a power. Florida small business winner award winner or uh, business week winner. You won. You won and we lost. We all lost with that guy in the White House. It's unbelievable. You have to. Now, normally I would say you have to feel bad for the guy. But he is not a good man. And so you don't have to feel bad for him. 
you have to sit there and go, well, I should be a better person so that I don't end up the same way. So that karma, that fate, that God, whatever, the judgment that comes down on me, the punishment starts, you know, early. I don't want that. He is a bad person. He is a bad person who has surrounded himself with bad people. If they had any confidence in what they're trying to do to this country, they would talk openly about it and they would be proud of it. If they thought that he was a cognizant, sentient human being on the top of his game, they would have him sit down with any and everybody, all they could. Hell, Donald Trump is doing a town hall coming up with CNN. And you sit there and you go, why the hell is Donald Trump doing a town hall with CNN? I don't know. He is mad at Fox because they are not ignoring everybody else and only paying attention to him. Honestly, it's like a child would act. So he's going to go to CNN. I've watched Morning Joe last week to see the reaction to the Tucker story. And I saw Trump campaign ads run attacking Ron DeSantis on MSNBC, which means that the Trump campaign, not some super PAC where they can pretend they don't coordinate, but the actual Trump campaign, they were running and they're paying them. They were giving money to the enemy. They really were. They would and they did. And you know why they did it? So that the Morning Joe gang would talk about it and give them extra free press. And they did. Of course they did. They hate Ron DeSantis. They want to run against Donald Trump. Whether or not they can beat him a second time, I don't know, but they want to. They think they can, so they're going to prop him up. So CNN is, of course, happy to have a town hall with him. It'll be ratings for CNN for once, which is weird because it wasn't all that long ago that the other networks were going, we're not going to carry Trump's this or that or the other thing because we're going to, it would be enabling him. It would be enabling him, and we don't want to enable him. And now suddenly they want to enable him. Could it be a repeat of 2016 all over again? I don't know, at least in part. But it if I don't understand why Donald Trump said, these people are the worst, they're the enemy, they're the blah, 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 blah. They lied, they took me down, they did this, that, and the other thing, and they all did. They all participated in it. And then you go to them because you're mad at Fox because they're not lining up to kiss your butt? You want to see why people, some people, a lot of people, are experiencing Trump exhaustion. This is why. They'll have Maggie Haberman on speed dial, yet conservative news outlets don't really get to sit down with him. I've known people who've sat down with him, and this is why I never tried to get an interview with him, because, first of all, he's, it's seemingly frustrating to talk to. I... I, I it annoys me that people can't just get to a damn point, can't just answer a question, then they got to like pat themselves on the back and talk about how wonderful they are. I can't stand that. So I've never really asked about that for for radio, for podcasts, for Daily Caller, for anything. But other people I've known have gotten interviews with him. And in order to get the interview with him, it had to be taped. It was not going to be any, There were some people who did live, but it had to be taped. wasn't going to be live. And they had to be able to veto anything that maybe was said. And I'm sorry, I'm just not interested in talking to anybody like that. I will give credit for Donald Trump for giving interviews, unlike Joe Biden. But why in the hell are you going to your enemies when your friends are out there? 
Do you think, are you threatened by Sean Hannity talking to Ron DeSantis on occasion? Seriously? So that you're going to go over and, I don't know who's going to do it, Jake Tapper? Jake Tapper's been a better friend to you? Where's that famous loyalty you demand from others but seemingly never give to anybody? I know I'm being wildly cynical, but the fact that he's going to CNN really does piss me off because they are, and it's not just about him. It's about the principles of conservatism. They are actively trying to destroy them. And he's going to go and empower them. He's going to go and give them a bunch of money, all because of some petty, narcissistic crap that he's got going with Fox. I'm sorry, you're not the shiny new toy anymore. Be a better candidate and you will get more coverage. But just nonstop whining about Ron DeSantis, who hasn't even gotten into the race yet and may not, is just so, I don't know. You're a former president now. Try acting like it. Anyway, I want to play a singing of former. This is going to be soon to be. I don't know if the mayor of Chicago has passed the torch or not, but this since we've been talking about illegal aliens and illegal immigration, Chicago is on the cusp of collapse, they say. city of 2.6 million people is about to collapse over 8,100 illegal aliens having been shipped to the city since the end of August. And you want to do that math on that one. You sit there and you go, how the hell is that even possible? It's not possible. At least it's not possible from anybody who's competent. But the administration for generations in Chicago is simply not competent. And so they could be facing their welfare system. It's ready. It's overwhelmed. It's stressed. It's well, here is Lori Lightweight whining about on CNN about all the illegal aliens that are being shipped to Chicago. I want you to note, the cities, she's 2.6 million people in Chicago. The cities along the southern border of Texas are nowhere near a million, let alone 2.6 million. So you want to talk about an infrastructure being stretched to capacity. This, that, down in Texas is an infrastructure stretched to and beyond capacity. And she doesn't give it, she sort of passively acknowledges it, but the Democrats don't give it him. I'm sorry, you guys, and by the way, the mayor of New York is saying, they're sending, they're targeting black-run cities. Shut up, you loser. They're targeting um, sanctuary cities. Sanctuary city. You don't want to be targeted. Don't be a sanctuary city. You're advocating for the policies that are leading to the destruction of the cities down on the southern border. Why the hell shouldn't you share in the misery, you piece of garbage? Listen to Lori Lightweight Lightfoot whine about how rough it is in Chicago now. 
But what's getting lost in what the governor is doing is the fact that these are human beings. In any other emergency, you would be coordinating, you'd be collaborating, you'd be talking about specifically what the needs of the people are. We've seen people come off of these buses that he has sent who are victims of sexual assault, um, who have serious medical conditions that can't be dealt with by the paramedics that we have on site. They've got to be rushed to the hospital. Women who are in such an advanced stage of labor, they literally get off the bus and give birth within one of our facilities. That doesn't make any sense. So if we don't put the humanity of these migrants front and center, I understand and I'm solely compassionate to the fact that the borders are themselves really overrun, but you don't solve that problem by simply sticking people on buses to a city that they didn't ask to come to for an uncertain future and now where we are literally full. We are literally full. Well, you better expand. All right. You know, if you can't handle 8,100 people, you need to figure out how El Paso is supposed to handle that many people every week. Okay. How is that? Maybe, maybe you stop being a sanctuary city. Just a thought. A crazy thought, I dare say, but a thought nonetheless. Am I right? Of course I'm right. I'm always right. Uh, lastly today, I did give, uh, I did say that I was going to go to the, um, library and i made a point of going to the library and i just wanted i just took some of the pictures of some of the books that are up there at the library that were on display i looked a little weird the library is exceedingly small here so it was like i walked in there and did uh tried to take pictures on the sly but here are the books. If you're not paying attention to the culture, the culture is still paying attention to you. I'll post these up at uh, patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast. And I will, uh, and you can, I encourage you to search them out on Amazon just to read the descriptions of these books. Um, just so you, you know, and it'll be free. You don't have to sign up to join uh, anything to, to see these pictures, although you should, for the love of God, I'm a one man army here. So let's do this thing. All right. So. First one is from DC Comics. I don't know what the hell is going on with this. It's called uh, Girl Taking Over a Lois Lane Story. <laughs> I, I don't know what it means or what it is. Bright, uh, the, the, the quote on the thing is uh, bright, energetic, and bold. The fierce, all the fierceness readers have always loved about Lois Lane with an Asian diaspora twist. And you go, what the hell? And that's a quote from somebody called Cat Cho, New York Times bestselling author of Once Upon a K-Prom. Like I say, you're never going to have heard of all of these people, but it is infecting your kids. Next is, uh, it's a heartstopper novella called Nick and Charlie. By somebody, Alice Oseman, Oseman, O-S. It's like Roseman, except without the R. Best-selling author of Heartstopper and Loveless. And right there on the cover, you got the pride flag and you got two dudes in high school-ish age laying in bed. Laying in bed, one reading to the other. And you go, what in the hell is it? This is, this is featured. Why? It's not Pride Month. It's not anything but... It's featured there because why? It's apparently a series of these little novels. Those who can't write children's novels. And then there's a, 
Jass, J-A-S, Hammonds, We Deserve Monuments. What does this one say? On the back, We Deserve Monuments, a gripping portrayal of the South's inherent racism and a love story for queer black girls. From Teen, a quote from Teen Vogue. Like, wow, you, you know what you really want to do is you want to write a book that appeals to just as small and narrow a slice of the American public as humanly possible. Quote, an absolutely beautiful achievement. I felt this book in my heart, in my very marrow itself. Christina Hammonds Reed, New York Times bestselling author of The Black Kids. Another quote on the back of this book. A breathtaking debut that explores love and family in a tender, honest way with beautiful writing and a mystery that grabs you to the end. Kim Johnson, best-selling author of This Is My America. Hey, go on. It is um, a bunch of crap. And then there's, let's see, one last one. Uh, it's a little too blurry at the top, but this one is called Burn Down, Rise Up. And it's got a drawing of a black woman, a black girl, a teenager with uh, a baseball bat. She's not playing baseball. <laughs> there are only three world rules to live by. And blah, blah, blah. There's a sticker over it, so I can't really see this. Before 3 a.m., but no earlier than 2.45 a.m., flip a coin three times to decide between two directions. Two, begin the journey. The minute it is 3 a.m., enchant, we are echo-bound three times. Continue in the chosen direction. Three, do not end the journey before 4 a.m. If you try, you will become part of the journey. Prepare yourself for the newest obsession, says the quote on the back of the book, which sounds like wildly dangerous. You wonder how, how the hell does somebody end up eating a Tide Pod? This is kind of how somebody ends up eating a Tide Pod. This sort of crap creeps out there and gets you to do stupid things because it sounds really cool when you read it in that book in that library. Now, I will point out that unlike the left, which did literally ban books like uh, Irreversible Damage and uh, Deborah So's book on, on gender, uh, the right isn't actually banning books. The left is screaming about banning books. The right's banning books. They're banning books. They're banning books. You can buy any one of these books everywhere. Books are sold. You can buy Gender Queer, which will teach your 14-year-old boy how to fillet a grown man. And uh, everything you ever... All of these books, and these are real. These are real. You can buy them on Amazon. You can buy them in your local bookstore. I promise you, your local independent bookstore is run by a leftist more than likely. And they will have all of these books. They'll probably have multiple copies and they'll be out on display. Try to find a book by a conservative in there. Ask if you have a copy of Irreversible Damage. It's a huge bestseller. They won't. And they'll probably refuse to serve you. The problem that conservatives have isn't that these books exist. It's that these books are being put into public school libraries. Not public libraries, public school libraries. Public libraries are problematic in their own way, but you know what? As long as there's a lot of uh, options out there, other books, I don't really have that big of a problem with it. I keep my kids away from it. But the public school library is something different. That is the school embracing it. That is where these books, these how-to, these groomer books are being removed from. They're not being banned. They're being removed. 
If you feel compelled to take your child to a drag show, that's on you. If you feel compelled that your child desperately needs to know how to engage in penetration with an older man and be penetrated by an older man, I think your child should be removed from your house, but you can still order that book all you want. You want to find a book in your school library that teaches them that? That's going to be a hard pass. Unfortunately, these leftists have metastasized through all sorts of areas of society to the point that you won't find a good biography of, say, Ronald Reagan or Dwight Eisenhower or really any of our great presidents because they're inconvenient. Abraham Lincoln is too white. He's just horrible and blah, 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 and everything. But you can find how-to manuals to become the next Jeffrey Epstein if you could just get the money. You can find all the how-to manuals for trying to sexually confuse your child forever. Those will be in there. And it's the money, the public money. When the school library whines about, we need more funds, I would tell them to add up the cover prices of all of these how-to groomer books and see what they could have done with that money had they decided not to piss it away on child pornography. Huh? Anyway, I'll post those pictures. I appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend, and all that good stuff. Don't forget about the. There's one section that was really weird. I'll post that too. It's all about bees. Is there a problem with bees that I'm unaware of? I took a quick picture of that too. Anyway, I'll post them. They'll be up at uh, well by the time you hear this. Now, uh, that is all for today. There'll be more rounds of stupid tomorrow. I'm certain of it. And we'll be here to talk about it. I appreciate it. Have yourself a great one. I'll see you tomorrow.